How's it going, Jared? Well, uh, the viewers or the listeners can't see it, but we've just been watching the final episode of People vs. O.J. Simpson, and I am quite literally on the edge of my seat. Still. <laughs> so welcome to the MarkCast Podcast. I'm Mark Jorgensen. I'm the host and creator of this podcast. With me today is Jared Whitley. Yes, fourth time on the show, which is a record. That's right. That's a record. The top guest on the show. And so we're going to be talking about the final episode and just the whole season of American Horror Story, OJ, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. Yes. So um, last night, uh, or on Tuesday rather, the last episode aired of uh, this 10-part series of the trial covering O.J. Simpson. Um, and I thought it was – I liked the last episode. I think it captured for me, for me what was, I think, very important. They caught that whole feeling of what it felt like in L.A. and in the courtroom and in these proceedings. It captured a lot of that, you know, that kind of mid-'90s, you know, L.A. feel. They did very well with. I, I think one of the ways they did that was with um, discreet use of actual news footage. Yeah, and I think all the... I mean, particularly the, when they show, like, the reaction videos yeah. of people when they, you know, all the black people cheering that he got off and all the white people utterly shocked that he got off. They do show a dichotomy um, in, in the uh, reactions very, very well. Like there, I think there's, like, w- after the verdict, there's about three or four, you know, different you know, kind of uh, shots they show of footage like that. Um, what, what did you think overall of the show, Jared? Of uh, the episode? or Yeah, the, the episode, the episode. Okay. Um, the thing I mentioned was I wasn't sure when they were going to drop the verdict, right? Yeah. And uh, I checked the time. It was at the exact midpoint of the episode. Really? So they had enough, just enough build up to that and then and then denouement. Which is what episode. you were hoping it would be a little bit sooner, right? A little bit, yeah. Just so there'd be more because I wanted to see a little bit more of the where are they now. Stuff. And I predicted it was going to be right in the middle. So hey, ah. hey, ah, I got it right. You got it. Hey, it's your, hey. It's your show, Mark. Ah, high fives. Okay. Um, did that disappoint you, though? No, it was fine. I thought it was, it was handled fine? extremely well. I thought okay. it was handled extremely well. They, they got to show... You know, the way the prosecution reacted to it, the way the defense reacted to it, the way the way O.J. reacted to it. Yeah. It occurred to me that there's the scene where O.J., like, he's finally in his home after a year. He goes in, he takes a shower, he looks in the mirror or whatever. Right. And it's like the only time ever that yeah. we've seen him on his own, even though he's the title character... He hasn't had any. That's real true. Other than like, out. I think right at the very beginning, um, when he's in the hotel room, I think they show him by himself. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. It might, be, but it's very brief. I think okay. might not even show close-ups. But yeah, essentially, since the crime, I, yeah, that's it. And because uh, he, he gets talked about constantly, but we see very little of him. Yeah, and he kind of breaks down. And I think also, I think there is kind of that realization. They're showing OJ kind of re-entering the world where he's not just surrounded by people. Who are his defense team? Who you know? Who are naturally very supportive? Who are paid to support him? Yes, and he starts kind of realizing, you know, there's protesters in the streets, and um, he realizes some of his friends are kind of gone or kind of abandoned him, and he's kind of get grip, grasping this more and more. Where by as by by the end of the show, they, he has this party at his house. It's very apparent that he feels a lot more alone, um, and I think one of his kids actually brings a dog to him, a puppy, yeah, as a gift. Yeah, yeah. And that moment where he's kind of like, he's breaking down almost, he's hiding the tears. And then his son comes in and says, you know, here, OJ, I got you a puppy. And he's like, well, why did you give me a puppy? And he's like, well, so you always can have a friend. And then there's kind of that moment of realization where OJ kind of realizes how alone he's going to be feeling. Sure, yeah, because what's unsaid is you don't have friends anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. So I, I think what they were trying to portray there, I think, was they did it in a very powerful way. Um 
So I thought that was very well done. Yeah, uh, extremely. You know, it actually reminded me of a quote from, uh, I think it's from Harry Truman. Yeah. Where it says, if you want to, and because Mark and I live in Washington, uh, if you want a friend in Washington, bring a dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And Carl Rove quoted that once and said, I brought two. <laughs> um, the, the, the other, one of my favorite moments, the other moment that really stood out to me was um, when the, after the verdict, the defense team is gathering, they're all kind of talking about what they're going to do because they assume the jury is going to be deliberating for probably a couple weeks. And Johnny Cochran says, well, I'm going to go to San Francisco and take a little bit of vacation. And then some of the other guys say, oh, I'm going to go head out here and there. And, and then uh, Shapiro, who's played by Travolta. John Travolta, he kind of, he's sitting down away from the group, and he gives this kind of bizarre, you know what I want to do? Go up to Havana Holyfield's workout camp. And to start punching the bag for a while. Is that, am I he getting says, He says he wanted to spar. Like he wanted to, to get in a boxing match or something. Okay, okay. He wanted he, to go punch someone. And he says it. And then Johnny, every, the whole group just kind of glares at him. The whole, all, the whole defense team of lawyers stares at him for about a second. Uh-huh. Johnny Cochran says, okay, airport. And he leaves. And then the character playing. Effley uh, Bailey. Effley Bailey. And Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. He just kind of stares at him for about five seconds with yeah. this sort of coy kind of. Yeah. Perfect. Like, you, ha- you have no idea what an a moron you are. <laughs> and then I guess in the in the where are they now thing, they say that Shapiro eventually testified against Ashley Bailey in some trial. Oh, was that in there? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh. Well, Ashley Bailey was disbarred in a couple of states yeah. for misconduct, misconduct or something. Whatever. I don't, I'm not sure. We can and, look at where that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we can talk about the where are they now thing, or what do you want to? Okay, I just wanted to touch yeah. on a couple points. Um, so I said the first time we talked on this that I thought the arc of the of the series would be Johnny Cochran realizes OJ did it. And I think that was naive on my part um, because I don't think Johnny Cochran ever cared if OJ did it or not because he was so swept up in this is the police this is my versus, chance to put the LAPD on trial he didn't yeah. care about anything else right 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 um, which was part of the bigger fight of his whole career sure right? sure and you see that thing at the end where where president clinton is being interviewed about the OJ Simpson right. verdict and what he thought about it and and how you know uh, because of the attention brought to this that the DOJ investigated the LAPD LAPD hopefully it's a better situation now than it was 20 years ago uh, but yeah Johnny yeah. Cochran, Johnny Cochran never cared if OJ did it or not. Yeah, but and that's his moment of victory, his moment sure. of triumph at the end. Yeah. Where they're going through all the different TV channels, and he kind of yeah. sees, oh wow, this is being covered, and I'm being yeah. talked about across the country. I got through to the president. Sure. That's a big, the big victory. Sure, you know, his and, whole lifetime achievement and, award, and, right and, there. And, yeah, right there, right there. And you can see he genuinely feels this way. He's not just a showman who cares yeah. about winning the cases and getting yes. money. Right, yeah. he, ter- he definitely has a heart. That was that was absolutely real. N- now, was how, yeah. however, the the arc in realizing OJ who did it was the David Schwimmer character, the yes. Robert Kardashian, who I loved. I loved every scene yeah. with Schwimmer, and it occurred to me, you know, he after the verdict, he goes into a bathroom which is conveniently empty and throws up. Yeah. Right. To communicate, he literally cannot swallow what he has yeah. just heard. Because in previous episodes, he's come to the to the realization that you know. It, it, it's very, very likely OJ did this, and yeah. he's been fighting in OJ's defense, and he just can't really reconcile the two. Well, you know? it's interesting you say that because the thing that struck me uh, that he's been in OJ's defense yeah. is that he actually has not said a word in court. Oh, the la- yeah, that's true. Well, in the last several episodes, he hasn't even said almost anything. Anything. It's yeah. just kind of shown his silence, kind of yeah. like tortured mind, yeah. kind of going through all these uh-huh. like machinations of what's happening and. 
kind of figuring that he's on the wrong side of this bigger battle, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think they should have given him a few more lines. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> but um, what they did, I think, well, was, was effective. But but so. then you have to ask, uh, they he and his children had a larger presence at the top of the season, and you yeah. have to figure some of the backlash from that on social media and, and on Oh, if they kind of edited out some of that later? some of it out. I, 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 that's Which I suspect is the case. Yeah, yeah. If there's ever a restored version on Netflix a year from now, yeah. it may have some of those scenes put back in quietly. Yeah, because it seem, it does seem odd that they were so involved so early and then to just the kind of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Better. He's yeah. the good buddy. He's taking his kids out to lunch on Father's Day, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what else you got? What else, okay. what else stood out to you? Um, I really liked I, the Chris Darden character. Yeah. I, I thought he was terrific in this line where he and Johnny, like, square off afterwards. Yeah. And Johnny's like, I'm going to bring you back into the community. And you can tell he just wa- you can tell he wanted to punch Johnny in the face yeah. as soon as he could. Yeah. And the thing he said that, like, is OJ's the first defendant who got off because he was black. Yeah. If, if you're not cheering for Chris Darden, I mean, I don't know who you're cheering for. Yeah. He, he is the hero throughout, I think. I mean, Marsha Clark is also the hero because, you know, she's fighting this whole thing. But Chris Darden, I think, you know, everything about him, he's just he's just fighting the good fight. He's an honest guy. And, you know, he's just dealing with all these. He's so conflicted because he's getting all these shots from Johnny Cocker, and he's never drawn into it. He never uh-huh. kind of stoops to a level where he wants to, you know, go go play, you know, a different. He's, he's always playing fair. Um, and we, yeah, so, and, and yeah. Johnny is, is punching him in the nuts yeah. whenever he can. <laughs> I, I think there was one scene, like, where the jury is being excused, yeah. where the larger... African-American gentleman turns to O.J. and flashes him a black fist power pump, sign. Fist pump, fist pump, yeah. I, I really wanted them to go more into the jury. I mean, they did for a while, and then they kind of just, they kind of left it. They, they, yeah. they went and took a few minutes of the jury deliberations where they all kind of had cards, and they said, yeah. 10 of them said not guilty, and two said guilty. And then there was a little bit of arguments, and then, you know, it just kind of ended. I, I wanted to go a little bit more into that process. You I mean, wanted, you you know, wanted the, a little 12, 12, 12 angry men. I, I, I wanted to like see a little bit of the resolution, and I mean, I, I think I've heard the juries talk about this that it was really kind of fairly of a calm, mm-hmm. you know, kind of resolution where the other two people who said guilty, they kind of just came around and said not guilty. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I would have wanted to see a little more of that, and you know, I, I think they kind of let down. It was a very quick decision, and I think that kind of triggered a lot of emotion in yeah. both the prosecution and the defense. Yeah. And I think um, that's what they really wanted to show is how astonished everyone was. And I like okay. the line okay. that the Bruce Greenwood character had where he said, maybe it's Bruce Greenwood, maybe it's Lancito, um, where he said, uh, ever, the, the ju- this jury has talked about the O.J. Simpson trial less than anyone else in America. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, then a couple other things I wanted to talk about about the season as a whole is... Uh, um, why wasn't Cato Kalin in it more? I remember that name so much from the trial. I think because it's kind of fun to say Cato Kalin, right? The, uh, the alliteration. But I feel like he was hardly in it at all. I don't know if it was a decision by the producers to just kind of take a more serious turn in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's he definitely is more of a kind of a fun kind of pop star kind of like symbol. Sure. And they had him early on. I think in the first couple of episodes. Yeah, they did. Like there's the scene where the girls flash him while he's running along the beach. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's one of like OJ's friends who was there, or you know, he lived with OJ, and then yeah, he kind of just disappears. Um, you know, I thought they would have done some questioning of him on the stand, but uh, which had a lot of funny moments. I mean, in the real trial, um, but I guess because he they didn't was really go there. just like a stoner, 
I, I mean, he was doing some. Guy. Yeah, it was just kind of a hangout, you know, hangout at the beach, surfer dude, yeah. kind of, you know, guy. He wasn't. I mean, he would make funny little remarks, you know, yeah. kind of deadpan or whatever, but um, sarcastic sarcasm. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't have him there. Um, I, I assume they wanted to take a more serious note and just didn't run. Out, they ran out of time. Yeah, they must have done. Yeah. Okay, now the the. Um, AJ, I can't remember AJ's last name. AJ Cowling, I think. Sure, maybe the Malcolm, a, played yeah. by Malcolm Jamel Warner. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, he, he's in this he, last episode. He's in the last episode a little bit. I mean, yeah. his big moment was the Bronco chase. Yeah. Right? Uh, but because he was on the, the Cosby show, yeah. um, it would, and so in my mind, he's, he's you know, a decent sized star. I wanted to see a little bit more of him. Uh, so, but I can understand why they didn't have it. Yeah, they kind of just have him like at, at the party, yeah. you know, at the end where O.J. Simpson the day he gets out, you know, he does a party at his house, like this big, you know, he's like, I'm sick of the crime of the century, or the, excuse me, the trial of the century. Um, it's time for the party of the century, you know, yeah. and so they kind of switch that. And he's in there a few times, but yeah, he's not really doing much. You yeah. Know? He's kind of just hanging out with O.J., talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, and there's one point where they say he's, He's OJ's sidekick, you know. He's yeah. like OJ, but le- a little less successful. To the point where where he even like adopted the same initials AJ instead of OJ. That's right. Okay, then another thing I read on the internet the 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 woman who played the the foreman or forewoman in this case yeah. of the jury, she actually played o, um, the OJ Simpson character's wife. On the Naked Gun movies. Oh, I think Norberg, right? Is that the character he was? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Norberg, yeah. That's Norberg, the I think, yeah, the name of his character is Norberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I, don't, I don't know if they did that on purpose. Seems like it couldn't have been a coincidence. Yeah, they would have known. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been. Probably. It, I'm sure it came up at some point. Surely, yeah. Okay, now what What did we think about the uh, the where are they now at the end? I, I was unsatisfied a bit with that. I thought they'd be a little more creative with it, and so they just kind of show... You know, a picture of the actor um, playing, and then the real character, um, and just kind of a crossover. And they just kind of had a brief little, like, you know, one sentence, you know, what happened to the people. Um, Kardashian is dead, uh, and so is Johnny Cochran. They died about 10 years ago of just different cancers. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone else is living. Um Pretty much everyone wrote books except for Ito. I, I just I, I thought it was a bit. Uh, I was a little bit unsatisfied. I thought, yeah, I, thought they do a little, I thought they do a little more action. Maybe sure. about thirty seconds or so. Yeah, I mean, because twenty but. years have passed since then, so there's a lot they could have said. Twenty years isn't that crazy? Uh, more than that, actually. Um, Logistically, it was probably more of a time. See, and, and that's the thing, thing is there's so many characters to get to. Yeah. Right or, or figures. They're not characters. They're real people. They are real people. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that was why they went with the format they did. But then that was why I said, you know, get to the verdict as early as possible in the episode so there's more time for that kind of thing. So it's a good episode, everyone. Um, I think you'll like it if you watch it. Well, we're uh, here. I wanted to talk about predictions. Predictions. All right, okay. what do you got for predictions? So for for subsequent seasons, yes. what would be some good subject matter? Because they've already announced that the next season is going to be about Hurricane Katrina, which I don't know what they're going to do for that. It's because, you know... That's yeah, not as well documented. Hurricane Katrina, I assume that will get not as much attention as this. No, nowhere near as much. To the point where I think it's a kind of a dumb idea. Yeah. And, um, and you talked about Nancy Kerrigan. I think, okay, here's some ideas I had. Yeah. I think Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. number one. I think yeah. she'd be the best. And then, because there's a lot of drama there, it's about the same time. 
and, 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 and people like in their, I, I think this is targeting people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. So and, people, and that's a story that's yeah. going to resonate with people. I mean, yeah. that's something that they were young and they remember. And, and there's a, and there's a, there's a, um, a climax there too, right? The thing with Hurricane Katrina is what's the climax of the season going to be? Or the climax for the Nancy Kerrigan thing is the climax is the Olympics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's yeah. a lead up there. Now, um, and they are doing that, though, right? Are they planning to do Katrina? that? Katrina? That's what I read. No, 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 no. The, the Nancy Kerrigan thing? I don't think so. Oh, no. I, I, oh, that's okay. Just All right. Well, let's start it, people, online. Nancy yeah, yeah, Kerrigan. Yeah. Let's get this going. Yeah, bring back Nancy. Um, okay. Uh, then you'd suggested that maybe the JonBenet Ramsey might be a good one. I mean, it was another story from the 90s, I think. Yeah. That, uh, I think it's a little bit too open-ended, but, you know, I don't know. That might be a, a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Might leave it a little more of a question mark at the end. Okay, then I had one other final What's idea. that? I think this might be the coolest possible. What's that? But there's no way they can do that? it. Currently. What's that? What's that? What's that? Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, uh, not for another ten years. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, uh, Hillary Clinton needs to not be president for that yes, to happen. Ten years. I think it would be. I think it would be undoable if, for them to do it while she's president. Right. Well, depending on how the election turns out, this sees the cycle. Sure. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that's a drama that I think people would. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think all those three are better than Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Okay. Now here's something. Now all all the things that I just cited. Yeah. You know they're from a while ago. Yeah. Sort of pre-modern internet. Yeah. Here's the question that I want to end you and our listeners with: Could something like this happen in the current media environment? Something the level of O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, my gosh. I. Yes, I think I believe so. Um, just because I think there is that ability to magnify up, you know, um, yeah. things um, in terms of like the, the racial kind no. of components. Oh, I, I mean more than media consumption. Component. Just the media consumption component. I believe so. You know, if someone really famous and really kind of beloved by people were to do something very horrible. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it could. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, L.A. is still, you know, a very media frenzy kind of place. The paparazzi, I believe, is stronger now in this country sure. than it has in the past. It's a little more similar to what Europe has in terms of their intensity. Um, but that's just my guess. I, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I do think people have a fascination with these kinds of things. And celebrity, I don't think celebrity has decreased overall. The net consumption of celebrity uh-huh. entertainment, I don't think has decreased for the past 20 years. But I have no data to support this. Sure. <laughs> no. Well, uh, see, I, I think something like this couldn't happen. Okay. Not in the same format. Why not? Because we're so inundated with 24-hour news cycle, Twitter updates, whatever. Oh, people just reset so often. Well, yeah, that. And we've been in this. I mean, it was a novelty for everyone to be consuming this all the time. All the cable news networks. But now we're consuming everything all the time. Yeah. So it's like like, um, the expression, when everyone is beautiful, no one is. Right? When, When we're always consuming media all the time, nothing can ever stand out in that. Well, thanks for uh, joining in, Jared. Um, this was great. I had a good time with these, uh, watching these shows and discussing yes. them. Yes, thanks for bringing me on. I appreciate it. This has been fun to, to do, fun to watch. Uh, we'll have to take this up next time something of consequence like this happens <laughs> That's on right. TV. That's right. All right. For now, I think I'm going to go get some orange juice. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for uh, listening in. And uh, please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud and Stitcher and share this with friends. Just how the show spreads. And uh, let me know if you have any feedback or comments about the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>